High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us now is Professor Corne Davis, Senior Lecturer and Associate Professor at the University of Johannesburg that focuses on strategic communication and social inclusion violence. Professor, very good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, Michael. Happy to join you. Thank you again. Thanks so much. And, uh, well, we're going to be discussing this uh, rise in gun violence recently. It's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's uh, absolutely appalling. It's, uh, it's frightening. It's scary. The gunning down now of South African uh, rap star, a.k.a., and now more shootings. Uh, recently, five people gunned down at two vehicle workshops in Durban. So gun-related violence is what we're looking at besides these recent events, Professor. How bad is it in South Africa right now? You know, it's pretty bad. Last year it was reported that 9,000 guns are reported stolen or missing every year and 50 people murdered daily with 24 guns entering the illegal market every day in South Africa. Mm. And that's yeah. just a few months ago. Right. So the reality of this violence is clear because the illegal firearms are more accessible than getting it legally. That is the scary scenario. And if you also look at South Africa's history of violence, mm-hmm. somehow you, you cannot expect a decrease while a little has been done to, to address this violence at all levels. We are only beginning now to have the conversations. Remember, the mm-hmm. National Strategic Plan was only launched in 21. Right. You know, we only did the research in the industry and raising awareness in private sector in 22. Then you had the, the Whitaker Peace and Development Group who published in report their study on violence in South Africa, estimating it at, at 1.35 trillion rand. Wow. Um, our, our estimation was 36 billion. So, but, you know, you have the conversation, you have the awareness, mm-hmm. but if you're looking systemically at it and you're looking at the outcome, numbers aren't declining. So you, the problem in my belief is that you, you're dealing with a very angry generation who have been victims of a lot of violence. So it, it becomes perpetuated generation by generation. And it's not getting better. It's only getting worse because now you add another factor. <clears throat> Sorry to consider. Another factor. Right. Remember that you're online. Mm-hmm. Referring specifically, for example, to online child pornography that escalates at hundreds of percent all the time. Right. Those invisible kinds of violence must have the impact. It's impossible for it not to turn into a more violent society, a more angry society. Sure. Professor, um, so now there's, there's talk. I just actually reported on this on a need now to the Gauteng Premier saying, uh, speaking of a need to review and renew current uh, gun laws. <laughs> is, is this going uh, to, no. yeah, right. Exactly. There's our response. Uh, how does, how, how would this come into play? How would this benefit? Changing law is going to change anything. Yes. Remember that you had amendments to the various gender-based violence laws as well in Mm -hmm. 2021. Right. We have the second presidential summit, which I attended in 2022. Sure. Changing laws is not going to change anything because a a big part of this violence that we're experiencing is illegal firearms. Sure. Look at the numbers of guns that I just mentioned going stolen and missing. Right. So how can changing a law, you've got to change mindset. Exactly. Charity begins at home. Right. You've got to start 
educating people from the bottom up. That is one of the key findings in our research report when sure. we um, had a survey amongst employees. Look, it wasn't a representative mm-hmm. sample, but it was still enough to give us an idea that sure. people really appeal mm-hmm. for education. They, they, they ask for education at all levels, understanding this violence. Because remember, gender-based violence is stigmatized, right. which means that it's perpetuated through silence. It's an uncomfortable topic. Nobody who is a victim or a perpetrator wants to talk about it. Sure. More than 90% of cases are never even reported to police. That, that, so it doesn't even end up in court. It's not even prosecuted. So where are we going to see the turn if we don't change the communication about the violence and address it properly? Funny, you touched onto something there because I was going to you know, ask you, uh, there, there are all these unre- unreported uh, incidents going on. So add that to the current situation. It is, it is to, to put it mildly, highly alarming. It is, because think about this. People who experience the majority, the vast majority, mm-hmm. more than 90% of the people experiencing some kind of violence and gender-based violence, mm-hmm. never reported, right? So right. the issue is never addressed. Where is counseling? Where is support? Where yes. is therapy? So mm-hmm. you're sitting with a damaged society who's got no conscience yes. for the acts of violence they are perpetrating because it's been perpetrated against them and there's never been justice. Sure. Professor... So how, how will we change that? Indeed. Okay, so as you say, how do we change that? I've, um, I, I've, I believe that you're involved in uh, some some programs, initiatives, uh, like your friend of the NGOs dealing with GBV, you have Malta Abana. Okay, that's a voice against child yeah. abuse and other other programs. So, where do your efforts stand right now to impart upon communities and the government to uh, and other necessary authorities uh, exactly what we've discussed now? Where do we where At do you stand? Moment. So our research mm-hmm. address, we, we interviewed 74 private sector um, companies, right. CEOs mostly. Right. Uh, so they are aware of, we informed, we engaged. So we are in the process working with Shared Value Africa Initiative. Right. That's our NGO partner. Um, and we are developing, uh, for example, a diagnostic toolkit. There have been other diagnostic toolkits already, but they were right. too sophisticated. You've got to start at a level where you can provide people with a means to inform employees, if, if that was their request, to be educated and, and to learn more and to understand. Sure. And I know there was a lot of them asking mm-hmm. support for perpetrators because, like I say, perpetrators most likely have been victims of gender-based violence of at some stage in their life. So we are busy reaching out and engaging in conversation. And there are some private sector organizations taking the lead to, who do want to address. I mean, you'll see at SPAR, for example, that openly say they address gender-based violence on their shopping bag. Right. And there are other companies who are coming forward um, to okay. say, we are looking up for a PhD student working for a, a, the, the top employing company in the country sure. um, who's doing a study on programs to address it in the workplace. So I'm focused very much on the workplace intervention at the moment. Right. And I'm working closely with Peers Foundation because Peers Foundation is the only NGO or the only data set with, that can give you an accurate idea of right. the emergency calls for GBV being made. Okay. So we're going to publish that this year okay, as Professor. part of our education drive. Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. We've uh, run out of time. Uh, we would have loved to have unpacked that uh, a bit further. But thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and just giving us uh, a rundown on your initiatives, taking this issue of gun violence and violence forward. Professor Cornel Davis, Senior Lecturer and Associate Professor at the University of Johannesburg, focusing on strategic communication in social inclusion violence.